Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. So thankful to have this opportunity to be with you, for us to be together, open up God's Word, dig a little bit deeper, study a little bit, study a little bit further, and learn a little bit more from what God has communicated to us through the Scriptures, the Bible, His Word. And as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in God's Word every day is really beneficial to us from a spiritual perspective. We need to be in God's Word. And that's what we try to help everyone do right here in Search the Scriptures. Now, we want to encourage you to come and worship with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha. Our Bible classes begin at 9.30 every Sunday morning, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evening, 6 o'clock, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study. And then in the middle of the week, Wednesday evenings, 6.30, we set our busy schedules aside. We come back together for midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 6.30. Now, you're welcome to any and all of these services and we do hope you'll come. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Check us out, so to speak. Many of our listeners have done that through the years, and many have stayed with us. And grow spiritually with us as we study God's Word and worship God together. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street. 3606 North 108th Street. Now, we also encourage you to go to our website and tell all your friends and family members and everyone else you know to do the same. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It'll take you about one minute. Uh, If I can do it, then just about anybody can do it. Uh, I'm not all that techie savvy, so, but it's easy, but also it's free. It always will be free. We keep emphasizing we're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. Now, when you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive to your smart device, whether that's your phone or computer or whichever one you choose, you will receive this radio program every day, Monday through Friday. Search the scriptures. It'll go automatically to your device. I know a lot of people, they listen on a regular basis, but they can't listen every day because of their work schedules or other kind of schedule conflicts. Well, when you sign up for our podcasting, you'll get the program every day, and you can listen to it at your convenience when you can work it into your busy schedule. But you'll receive a whole lot more. You'll receive Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, and a daily short about a 13-minute Bible study each day that we call today's Bible class. Now, that's seven days a week, only about 13 minutes, though. So you can work that into your busy schedule. 13 minutes keeps us in God's Word, and again, that helps us stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So take advantage of that, churchofchrist.com. And again, it's free, always will be free. And tell your friends also. We're going to get back into our study. I've labeled this a spiritual famine, a spiritual famine in the land. Now, this initial prophecy was from God through the prophet Amos, and he was prophesying what God was going to do to the nation of Israel. And this would have been the 10 tribes to the north following the division of the nation of Israel after King Solomon had died and his son became king. 
Well, the people to the north, they didn't like the way Solomon's son was saying he was going to rule them. And so they split off. And they, they, 10 tribes went to the north. They became an independent nation. Two tribes stayed following the king's son, and they became known as the nation of Judah, mostly. But it, they were all Israel to begin with. And in a kind of common reference, they were still all Israel, but they were two distinct nations now. Two tribes to the south, Judah and Benjamin, they were from that point forward, usually referred to in Scripture as Judah, and ten tribes to the north, from that point forward, usually referred to in Scripture as Israel. This particular, this specific prophecy that Amos lays out, and he he declares it to be God's word. I'm telling you, God's word here. It's to Israel, to the north. And so in chapter Amos chapter 8, and verses 11 and 12, we read, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. Now, very unique kind of famine that God is saying, I'm going to bring this upon you, folks. It's not going to be a famine of bread where your crops aren't producing. It's not going to be a fam- or a, a drought of water where there's not going to be enough water to drink and feed, your, and, and feed to your flocks and herds. This is going to be a spiritual famine. There's going to be a scarcity of my word. I, I'm going to withhold my word from you. Again, why would God do such a thing? Because they had already turned away from his word. By and large, for the most part, they were, now they were giving lip service to God, saying, oh, we love God, we follow God. But they were worshiping idols, statues, images, carvings. And that was in direct contradiction to God's commandments that were repeated over and over and over again through the Old Testament scriptures. I find it interesting that there are still those churches today who claim to be Christian, who worship through idols. Now they would say, oh no, we don't do that. Well, yeah, yeah, you do. You have them all over your church buildings. You have them in your homes, maybe even sometimes in your cars. And you pray, you kneel down to them and pray to them. No, they would say, well, we're praying through them to God. That's idolatry. Go back and read the original Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20. You have made for yourself the carved images, the graven images that are clearly and forthrightly instructed that you're supposed to stay away from. Well, let's get back to the prophecies here. But the people of Israel had gone so far into the worship of idols that they had turned away from God for the most part. And so God says, okay, you're not following my word. You don't want to live by my word. I'm going to withhold my word from you. But what he was really getting at here was, I'm going to bring enemies against you who will conquer your land. Not only will they conquer your land... 
they're going to remove you from your land. You're not even going to live in your land anymore. They're going to take you as captives and scatter you through foreign lands. We look at chapter 9 and verses 9 and 10. For surely I will command and will sift the house of Israel among all nations as grain is sifted in a sieve. I'm going to scatter you among foreign lands. You're going to be under their bondage. Yet not the smallest grain shall fall to the ground. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword who say, the calamity will not overtake nor confront us. And so this would have been, well, probably government officials, uh, probably the supposed prophets who would offer false prophecies to the king and all the government officials and to the people at large said, oh, God's not going to let this happen to us. God said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not only am I going to let it happen to you, I'm going to bring it upon you. Dire warnings. Now, I, I have said repeatedly as we've gone through the first couple of sections of this study, does all, any of this sound familiar? as to what we're experiencing in our country today? Our nation, our people, our culture is moving farther and farther away from God and godliness and the teachings of God's word at breakneck speed. The agents of the devil and I'm not talking about spiritual demons. I'm talking about the people who have so turned away from God that they're walking with the devil, and, they, and a lot of them probably would e wouldn't even believe in the devil, but that does not change the reality of the matter. When you walk away from God, you're walking with the devil. There is no middle road there. And so when somebody is leading somebody else into evil, into wickedness, into sinfulness, into unfaithfulness to God, they're an agent of the devil. They're doing the devil's work. He's simply using them. And we've got a lot of those folks in very influential places in our land today. We've noted that this is not the only text of Scripture that talks about such a prophecy. In Ezekiel chapter 7, verses 25 and 26, Ezekiel the prophet said, Destruction comes. They will seek peace, but there shall be none. Disaster will come upon disaster and rumor upon rumor. Then they will seek a vision from a prophet, but the law will perish from the priest and counsel from the elders. That's the same kind of prophecy that Amos was giving to the people. God's saying, I'm going to withhold my word from you. You're going to seek, and Ezekiel's prophesying the same thing. You're going to seek a prophecy. You're going to seek a word of deliverance from me. And you're going to hear nothing because I'm going to withhold my word from you. We looked at this, what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 74, verses 9 through 11. And here, we do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet nor is there any among us who knows how long. Oh God, how long will the adversary reproach? Will the enemy blaspheme your name forever? 
Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand? Take it out from of your bosom and destroy them. Well, God was saying, there's going to come a time when I'm going to withhold my deliverance of you from your enemies. I'm going to let them have their way with you. Lamentations chapter 2. Lamentations chapter 2. And let's look at... We go back here. Lamentations chapter 2, and let's look at verse 9. And here again. Her gates have sunk into the ground. He has destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the nations. You see, the government officials, the kings, well, they're going to be taken into captivity too. The law is no more, and her prophets find no vision from the Lord. Same kind of prophecy, isn't it? Same kind of fulfillment. And it was fulfilled within not that many generations from, these, from the time these prophecies were, were uttered, were given by God through the various prophets we've looked at. They came to be. That nation of North Israel was conquered by her enemy. The people were slaughtered. And the survivors were taken into captivity into foreign lands. They lost their identity as a nation. But let's look a little further. Let's turn to Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. Verse 1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Huh. In other words, God's word had so vanished, had been so f- turned away from totally by the people that God says there is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. And then when you drop down to verse 6, my people are destroyed. Why? For lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, how to do math? How to write a coherent sentence? No, none of that. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge in that they had rejected the word of God, no longer living by it. Because you have rejected knowledge, you see, that's it. They had rejected God's word. I will also reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Now, I've said, when a person turns away from God, the devil automatically moves in. There is no vacuum. The void will be filled. And when somebody turns away from God, evil automatically prevails. Some people would say, no, that's that not. Yeah, that's true. And and there's really no rational denying of it. When a nation turns away from godliness, that nation is going to become an evil, wicked nation. 
in its identity. Now, will there still be some righteous people within? Sure. But by and large, the nation will become wicked, will become evil, unrighteous, ungodly. We're seeing that happen right now in our nation before our very eyes. Lifestyles, actions that not very long ago were virtually universally recognized as being ungodly, as being sinful. Now we're, we're being told, and look, we're being so conditioned to accept what we're being told that, that we're, we're accepting that, well, these are righteous lifestyles now. These actions, well, oh, we've got to excuse them. It's okay. It's not okay. It's not righteous. It's not godly. We need to wake up. There was a time in Israel when the people had turned so far away from God and his word that they forgot his word even existed. You might say, what, 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 what are you talking about? Do you know, do you not realize that there are nations in the world right now where the people would stand in line eagerly waiting in a long line if they found out someone was giving out Bibles because they don't have one and most of the people in those nations don't have a Bible, but oh, they want one so badly. They want to read the Word of God. And here, anybody here can get a Bible handed to them for free from a number of different sources. Most households have at least one Bible within but a whole lot of those households have the Bible sitting on a shelf someplace and collecting dust, almost never opened, if ever. We have the opportunity and we just walk away from it. In 2 Kings chapter 22, in verse 8, we read this. Then Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the scribe, I have found... I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. Here, this priest, the high priest, he found something that he did not know existed. I believe that's how we're to understand the text of the scripture here. I have found the book of the law. The book of the law? The law of God. I found it. Probably talking about the first five books of the Old Testament. I found the book of the law. It was a revelation to him. That seems to be the sense of the scripture here. Now, it would be in our day right now, it would be if we lost the whole Bible to the extent and for so long that we did not even know it existed. People were not aware that there was a Bible. You see, the Bible is the law of God. And if, if people had gone so far away from God and godliness and faithfulness to him 
so far away from living by his teachings communicated to us through his word that we just forgot it, all that existed. And so after a generation or two or three, we, Bible, what's the Bible? Never, never heard of it. Again, there are a whole lot of people around the world in some nations, they would love to have a Bible. There are people in some nations around the world who probably have never heard of Jesus. Our nation is purposely moving farther and farther away from God and away from the principles of Christianity. Could we get to a point where after two or three generations, our our people as a whole said, I've never heard of the Bible. Here was the high priest, and apparently he was in, in the temple. I don't know what he was doing, cleaning house maybe, performing some task, and he comes across this book. It's the book of the law of God. How shocked he was. And so he tells the scribe, Shaphan, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And so Hilkiah, the high priest, gives him the book. Verse 9 says, so Shaphan, the scribe, went to the king, bringing, well, first Shaphan read it. And what was his response? He takes it to the king, bringing the king the word, saying, your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. That would have been the temple. Then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book, a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. He read the book of God's law before the king. This was King Josiah, who became a great reformer for a period of time until he was succeeded by another king. And ultimately, the people were led back into the worship of idols and farther away from God. Now, I want us to look at this text further next time. I wrote an article one time entitled something like, How Could They Lose That? Well, how would a person feel a lady who lost her engagement ring, her diamond engagement ring? How would a fella feel? He comes out of work one day, he can't remember where he parked his car. He lost his car. Those are material things. But here is God's spiritual guidebook for us. And the people of Israel lost it, did not even remember it existed. Could we get to that point in our land today? I give you warning, we're moving in that direction right now. Let's stop and pray. Father, help us to open our eyes and come to our senses. Help us to come back to your word and thereby come to you. 
Help us, Father. Turn to you in faithful obedience. Please, Father, defeat the devil in all of his evil. Our land so desperately needs your blessing, your guidance, your deliverance. Help us to be a people for whom you are willing to do that, Father. Please forgive us. Hear a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.